Hi everyone, welcome to Honey Talks podcast and I am your host Gopi. These are uncertain times and everyone is trying to cope up with anxiety, uncertainties and so many unanswered questions. We thought we could do a, a useful series of conversations with our guests from F&B industry. So please stay safe and I really wish we all should get out of this stronger and more resilient. With that, I am very excited to get this opportunity to have a conversation again with uh, Mr. Gautam Gupta, CEO of Paradise, the world's favorite biryani. Um, before joining Paradise, uh, Gautam was working with Samara Capital uh, and healthcare firm, and he also worked with ITC as a brand manager. So Gautam uh, is an uh, IIT Delhi graduate, and he did his marketing from I am Lucknow. So hi, Gautam. I'm good, I'm good. How are you? Yeah, it's good. We are all trying to stay safe, stay home. So I guess the same yes, with you yes, also. Yes, the same with us. Uh, welcome back to Honey Talks, Gautam. Thanks yeah. so much. It's uh, a I wish uh, we could have connected in a better times. Um, uh, but this is the situation where we are in. And uh, uh, the reason uh, uh, for the thought of having conversation with you is... Uh, we were having a series of uh, uh, podcast uh, about resilience and uh, since year 2000 you have led uh, your teams in the most difficult times like a dot com boom or a 2008 financial crisis and now covid-19 so we all want to learn from your journey of uh, resilience gautam please share your thoughts yeah so i think one thing is very clear that you know the it's it's a reality that business goes through ups and downs right like mm-hmm. personal life also there are always the life is a roller coaster mm-hmm. similar is a business but if you look at this kind of a situation i think this is unprecedented so while some of the other things which you mentioned earlier were very very impactful to businesses but i guess this one is something which is unprecedented and at least our generation in the last 30 40 years may not have seen anything mm-hmm. like this so i guess uh, the resilience has a very different meaning in this time compared to let's say what it was in 2008 or you know mm-hmm. dot com bust so and so forth so because it's about uh, personal health mm-hmm. safety you know and then it is also about business so both your personal part as well as your business part both are getting impacted in this and the entire society is getting impacted it is not just that only a small portion of is getting impacted so i think the this situation is unprecedented and resilience has a new meaning in this so i think uh, one thing which i believe as a human being uh, as a professional also it is important is to have very strong belief mm-hmm. you know you should continue to believe in what you are doing and continue to straight stay positive i think mindset plays a very important role while yes in this situation we have to abide by government guidelines and stay safe etc etc but i think at a personal level staying positive and having strong belief in whatever you are doing whether you are doing a business you are doing a freelancing work or you are a student you have to continue to believe very strongly in what you are doing because i think the belief that we will come out of this mm-hmm. stronger mm-hmm. and better has to be there and that will carry us through the next you know few weeks or months that's my my personal okay. thought on this okay so uh 
none of our existing uh, playbooks or uh, um, the guidelines whatever the strategies were uh, the dot com boom or financial crisis none would be apply- applicable right now it is a total different new shift or paradigm altogether yeah so there is a concept of business continuity planning in the context mm-hmm. of business there is a standard business continuity uh, context which most organizations mm-hmm. have but i think the scale and the depth of this is uh, unique and i would be surprised if many of the organizations especially in our industry would be actually imagining something like that would yeah. happen mm-hmm. right so yes we have been grappling as you know for the last few quarters there has been a slowdown in economy mm-hmm. and restaurant business has been impacted and people are finding ways and means to improve business but when you face a complete shutdown and that to not for a day or two for weeks and maybe months mm-hmm. i think it just uh, you have to in my way i think in my opinion you have to just uh, start from scratch mm-hmm. and follow very basic simple principles mm-hmm. okay okay and one uh, connected question here because you are you are from iim lucknow and uh, wo- how yeah. close uh, um, um, because in 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 management definitely there will be a contingency plans and there will be a case studies and how case studies but how close is there is was there anything which is close by i know exactly it didn't happen any time but was there any case study or was there anything where you had come across during your iim um, graduation when you were dealing with this? not not even remotely <laughs> okay so that's the reality i think 20 years back or 20 25 years back uh, i don't think anybody envisaged this you know scale and uh, you know sort of calamity of this kind would happen in impact business so yeah i mean i don't think i don't remember anything of that sort being taught or i have having come across okay. that okay great um uh, gautam for over like six decades paradise has been an integral part of hyderabad culture right i mean you know, because of its culinary uniqueness uh, it has uh, been the destination for every occasion and celebration irrespective of the season it might be uh, any season uh, it uh, paradise always been part of our uh, um, uh, happy uh, occasions and paradise owns 47 branches across 10 cities and you guys even achieved linka book of records by selling uh, 7 million biryanis in 2017 alone in one year so but the current situation is very different right and uh, how do these kind of situations change the culture of uh, paradise paradise as an organization and what is your plans to uh, what is the survival plans in this crisis so i think as far as culture is concerned it is very intrinsic right and if we if any organization truly calls a set of values or cultural codes mm-hmm. then they should um, stay the test of time so while your business will go up and down i think the constancy of culture is very very critical so i think uh, from a culture code point of view um, you know this is something which is constant and the only thing which changes is that the senior leadership team has to lead the way and make sure that there is positivity and confidence in the organization that we will be able to come out of this stronger and that belief system is driven so ultimately culture is nothing but the pillars of belief system in an organization so like i talked in my first talk you know i think i talked only about culture yes. what we have the be good culture yeah. and uh, that has been a differentiating factor of why paradise has been so successful over the last so many years and i believe that 
and i have seen that that those cultural codes continue to be very strong in the organization and as a leader and our leadership team especially the senior people have to try harder to make sure that you know people stay positive and they continue to have belief in the organization so i guess that's something which is very critical during this time okay okay i still remember the your first talk i, I mean it is uh, uh, it, it was so nice that honey talks started with paradise episode and uh, today again very happy to uh, see you on podcast so i still remember the talk what uh, what we had the conversation about the paradise culture and the entire thing was hot from it was very interesting talk we had uh gato uh, how i mean can you share how uh, how your leadership when you, when you i mean you got a good point about uh, your the leadership team the senior management is someone who has to take and they have to be the torch bearers in the organization yeah so i think communication is a key right uh, while we are uh, not able to meet uh, physically but because of the technology fortunately today and internet connectivity through video conferencing and through you know calls uh, we are so basically being in touch with your team on a daily basis is very important right okay so for example me and my leadership team meet at least twice a day you know morning okay. evening sometimes we just take an status update sometimes there is nothing uh, new to talk about we just you know get to talk to each other we just mm-hmm. make sure that people are have a sense of being together feeling together okay and, you know uh, stay cohesive so i think that is one very critical part the other part is that you know when you are working from home in a organization or a industry where work from home actually never existed like in it industry and all work from home was always a norm right there was always a certain percentage which was work from home because of the nature of the job but our industry work from home is very unique i don't think it has ever been yes. the... so what we did was uh, we asked this question very early in the lockdown saying look uh, this you know every calamity is an opportunity mm-hmm. and uh, how do we use the, at that point in time we had only i guess visibility of few day, few weeks couple of weeks maybe we didn't know that it will extend so much but in any case we said that let's use this calamity as an opportunity and let's list down things which uh, we wanted to do for the organization we are mm-hmm. not able what what were not able to do because of our day to day you know uh, exigencies because it's a very intense you know execution business as you know mm-hmm. so into uh, so people put their thought together and you know we came up with a lot of projects small and big projects okay. which involve mm-hmm. various layers of management so you know we identified projects in various areas every department was doing projects is doing projects and we involve mid layers you know junior layer of management to contribute to those projects and these projects are now being discussed discussed on a daily basis so we have a sort of a you know meeting plan every week where a few projects are discussed a couple of projects are discussed every week every day rather and uh, we have found that create great creative ideas have come through some great ideas for the company have come through in fact a uh, lot of work which we have been able to do through remote has uh, given us some confidence that when we come back uh, you know when the lockdown opens we will be a much stronger and a you know uh, you know stronger company from customer point of view from internal controls point of view from technology point of view so uh, for, for a lot of work has gone into that and i am actually glad that we asked that question at the beginning saying how can we think of those things which we wanted to do but never were able to do and the answers were quite interesting and then now we have sort of so i think in a very simple summary i would say constant engagement and communication and doing something meaningful is very critical okay. during this time and that keeps the culture going that keeps the 
motivation going because people are believing that yes we are working towards something bigger and better when the lockdown you know gets uh, gets over okay thank you thank you uh, gautam so uh, one um, what would be your advice because i mean this is this is how uh, as an experienced team paradise um, uh, leadership team might be dealing so but there are many entrepreneurs out there there are many startups out there so what would be your advice to them how do they stay the same in these uncertain times uh, with the same efficiency and positivity so i think it starts because entrepreneurs uh, face uh, they have to sort of do everything right uh, uh, i would say first i think your own self belief has to be very high yes these are difficult times you have to believe that you can come back stronger because i think that will carry you you know through a lot of challenges and your decision making will be oriented in that direction second keep the cost low so i think we are like one of the biggest cost for example we have rental now mm-hmm. you know it is and you know if in today's scenario uh, everybody is facing the challenge and if we talk to our landlords and say that look this is the challenge and how we can as a business partner help mm-hmm. us during this period i think that uh, can also definitely help the um, you know uh, the entrepreneurs the other thing which we have to realize in you know in restaurant industry is also that what will happen and visualize what will happen after you know the lockdown so especially if those restaurants who are not really uh, ready for delivery should get ready for delivery through aggregators or their own mechanism they have to make sure that their dine in and take away becomes probably more hygienic and also people are talking about contactless dine in and contactless delivery and contactless take away so that it gives assurance mm-hmm. to the customers they could also think creative ways and means of you know communicating to customer how they are taking care of their safety and hygiene so that they can feel assured and they can come to the restaurant or order online i think these are things which can be thought of now because you have time in your hand and start planning and keep your ears and eyes open through on internet and all the other lot of information which is there to say what are the best practices uh, not many countries are now in the post covid era and whatever learning early learning we are getting is only from china so mm-hmm. for example china is saying that contactless dining is becoming very critical in delivery also contactless delivery is coming in people are ordering larger portions because they want to have meal together because you know a lot of people are still working from home so i think these are insights if we keep our eyes and ears open keep our belief high and also plan for post covid situation and to survive keep our costs low i think rental is one very important cost um, then i think definitely we can come back as an industry and you know shine the way we were shining earlier sure thank you i think that is the right point uh, because um, uh, these are very uh, helpful insights for many first time entrepreneurs out there to understand uh, how to tackle the situation because as i said no, no one had seen this and uh, uh, this might have been very stressful for everyone as an entrepreneur or a businessman yeah. so definitely this insight should help them to uh, keep themselves better so uh, you 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 mentioned uh, about food delivery and you mentioned about uh, uh, how they have to think different so my question comes from what would be the future of uh, fnb industry gautam i mean many are saying that uh, food delivery meal kits rte are the solution so how early it is to get into the solutions before understanding the depth of the problem and what's your take yeah so i think uh, there is uh, so see it's everybody is anybody is guess right now because post covid uh, 
learnings have not been much it's only maybe one or two months in china we certainly are still in the mid of covid situation so i am not sure we have enough learning but it could be prudent for any organization depending on their capability to at least start thinking in this direction so uh, one area which you mentioned number of these you know sort of uh, options was in the area of alternative revenue stream see if let's say the business comes back to 70 80% in 5 months 6 months time that is itself is not good enough because our business actually depends on revenue right so hmm. operating leverage is very very critical for our business so 10% revenue decline can lead to losses in many cases right so yes i personally believe that yes um, so if you look at restaurant business uh, you know it has evolved as two different uh, sections one is on premise which is what we call dine in when people actually consume the product uh, on premise and the other one is off premise which is essentially take away used to be and now delivery and there is one more space for you know from a consumer point of view which is i would say home cooking space right uh, which is where some brand depending on you know their capability uh, of uh, and and brand strength can actually think of going into so yes people are talking about rts they are talking about ready to cook kits and all that and it is something which definitely is worth explorable um it's difficult for me to say when to start but i think you know depending on how your organization is structured and capability how your networks are i think um, the earlier the better you may choose to uh, execute it later but at least you can start planning and seeing some feasibility of what you can do definitely i think the industry in the next 12 to 24 months might need at least 15 to 20% additional revenue stream which is probably going to be slow initially because you know dine in might take some time to come back and even delivery might uh, you know take some time and take away as well so uh, i think it will be prudent to keep that additional revenue stream thought process in mind and do as much as you can at least in terms of exploration and getting some thoughts together so that you can execute when when the time is right <clears throat> okay it's it's well articulated uh, uh, gautam thank you uh, what what i mean what how how are you uh, foreseeing the post covid restaurant uh, look like uh, because it is it i mean it, the digital payment social distancing digital menus change in the kitchens uh, why because uh, i still remember my experience in the paradise since my childhood where uh, the waiter comes and with a big smile he asks about the choice of biryani i say uh, it's mutton and i stray double masala and he will have a conversation how uh, i like and then um, now it will be uh, very different the masks covering the beautiful smiles uh, very very as you said contactless experience uh, how do you think a restaurant should bring in their customers back in to dining in still uh, giving them this kind of experience so i think assurance is a very important thing assurance of uh, okay. hygiene and safety as i mentioned so all these components like like for example masks and in some cases gloves mm-hmm. and in social distancing mm-hmm. some of these things will anyway may not be a choice it will be actually regulated by the government which i am foreseeing because mm-hmm. in some other countries that's anyway happening but yeah more than that i guess uh, some uh, you know if we can work on things like contactless dine in you know uh, contactless delivery where physical touch is not required you can actually just you know uh, consume the food and um, come home 
uh table reservation might also mean something today uh, in the post covid scenario because people may not want to stay or waiting in a let's say crowded area because of the sort of fear of that yes. so if if restaurants can utilize technologies to make sure that people are sure that i can come have my dine in experience or take away experience without too much of touching and go back i think that will be giving a big assurance to the customer so i think assurance on safety and hygiene are going to be very critical for the restaurants to bring the customers back okay but this is interesting point you said about waiting which is i think uh, in paradise on weekends it is it is like many people would be uh, waiting to love to taste your biryani so is there anything the technology of the same inputs uh, using the same inputs or you are applying anything to make sure there will be a less waiting and the contactless uh, dining experience would be yeah, in paradise we are working with uh, some partners to actually uh, deliver a contactless dining experience as you know i mean contactless mm-hmm. dining is a very nascent term so technology is still developing but i believe that okay. yes if we pursue it well with a lot of uh, confidence i think in in a few months we can actually execute it so yes i think we are actively working towards that okay great great to know and looking forward uh, um, to see how paradise is going to implement that because it is going to be an interesting application uh gautam uh, one question about um um meat because be i'm a big uh, meat lover i mean uh, i love to have mutton biryani always in paradise but is there a co- post covid down the line uh, do you see uh, there is a scope for um, uh, alternative protein and alternative meat also to be um, uh, coming into the industry because many i i'm hearing this word uh, uh, very frequently in the uh, food space about alternative proteins Uh, so is there any chance where you foresee that even uh, that will come into picture and advance earlier everyone knows it will come by talking about how advance it will come i am not sure whether con- you know this pandemic will accelerate that yes there is a larger trend of people looking at alternative protein plant proteins you know soya and vegetarian and all that so that trend is going to continue i am not sure if you ask me i am not sure whether this will this pandemic will accelerate that i think people you know especially okay. you know i know hyderabad is the capital biryani capital of the world so you know tell anybody alternative protein biryani you know before that mm. uh, i think all uh, love biryani lovers would like to come back and have their mutton biryani or chicken biryani and i think the good thing is in what you know i think we all take pride in this hyderabadi cuisine is the way the product is cooked the dum process mm. and the you know intricacy of this i you know it is such a pure process that you know compared to let's say raw meat or something i think this process is so pure that nobody needs to be worried about that in fact just i think that if we can okay. take care of the you know external factors like social distancing and all people can enjoy the food like the way you, they used to and i'm quite confident uh, they will come back and enjoy their mutton biryani at paradise great great uh, so uh, uh, that already we are uh, witnessing uh, as you mentioned uh, uh, many uh, restaurants um, they are they are, uh, are trying to pivot but many restaurants are uh, um, finding their ways to shut down uh, even in hyderabad in mumbai uh, many restaurants are shutting down so 
who should uh, because uh, who should bail out this industry is my question because this is one of the industries which gives the largest employment and we also contribute a lot to the gdp so uh, who should bail out is it a private equity or investors or banks or uh, is it uh, who, who who should be uh, i think government has to be realizing that 7 million people more than 7 million people are employed in this industry i think our national restaurant mm-hmm. association of india nri is doing a lot of work and trying you know creating a lot of awareness about this so i think before any other players come in like bank or private equity i think it is for the government to understand that the kind of challenges which we are seeing in this industry so like so most affected industries are going to be and we are aware of that are airline hospitality restaurant travel tourism compared to some other industries so government has to come with very definitive plans on you know financial support for this industry i think if government really determines a clear plan for and, and especially a, you know the medium to small enterprise within this particular segment i guess it will definitely help the industry so i think the steps have to be taken by the government uh, and i think we are all in fact we are all looking forward to uh, concrete uh, you know inputs and plans from the government to help the industry okay this is this is uh, really important and uh, one more question uh, is, is there anything ha- ha- happening within telangana or within uh, hyderabad uh, gautam which you know like any any steps toward that uh, um, the local uh, restaurant association something approaching the government all association whether local or at national level are working i think there is a lot of work which is happening Uh, and people are okay. representing uh, the challenges are common right the fixed cost of the industry uh, the taxation yeah. the low revenues you know so the 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 challenges are common right i mean we have minimum electricity bill so all these things are very common how you know and these representations mm-hmm. are being made by local association as well as national ones obviously everybody is worried so i am quite hopeful that with all these efforts uh, government will definitely recognize the challenges the industry is facing and there are people who are associated with the industry uh, and you know at least for the medium term we can get some package or relief we will definitely help a large number of people who are employed in this in, in this industry Yes, I mean that is a real hope. I too wish and hope that it really happens, and um, the industry uh, should be bailed out by government. So we really let's uh, wish and hope. Uh, Gautam, many entrepreneurs earlier. I mean, uh, if you see last one decade at least, uh, um, there were. many startups uh, um, in india especially into food space the food space is really uh, last a few years it evolved and the prediction was also the food space uh, next 10 years would be um, uh, very much on a, a higher side and many startups were coming so in this situation suddenly everything again changed so if in this uh, uh, situation what would you advise to the entrepreneurs who wants to get into fnb industry because it is not no more the same earlier to it was difficult but it is now even more difficult and different so what would be your advice they should understand really before getting into food food so business i think uh, uh, two things are very critical and which were critical before i think probably they are more critical now so when you are getting into the food space what is your value proposition to the customer so whether it is a service or mm-hmm. food or differentiation factors i think you have to define that very clearly 
second i think you are uh, what we call unit economics when you are running let's say a restaurant what is the unit economics of that how uh, will a restaurant become profitable the path to path to profitability has to be really thought through in detail so for example um the sizes of the restaurants going forward probably would be smaller it may not be let's say a 100 cover restaurant uh, you know so you could probably see smaller restaurants getting open because there will be still a section of people who will go for dine in i think the overall uh, because india consumption hopefully will remain strong and the fact that food is dependent on income levels and consumption and population i think while these challenges would be there for a few quarters th- things will come back but these few quarters should be seen by new entrants to actually tighten their business model so it's all about business model right good okay. value proposition nailed very clearly okay. what are you offering the customer and do the best at it and secondly make your unit economics so strong that the chances of failing is minimized okay so there is no more uh, uh, fancy numbers out there with a lot of predictions yeah, and uh, projects to stay close to the ground and take it step by step that's my belief okay okay and in samara capital also you handled many uh, 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 businesses and portfolios to uh, um, uh, take it so if, if any insight you can get out of your uh, leadership circles or anything from an in- investor point of view uh, is there any anything where you can let uh, the entrepreneurs know what's happening or what might be happening with this vcs and investment firms from what is what is what might be their uh, thought process right now rather just just out of curiosity to consumption stories Uh, will remain strong uh, i think despite this mm-hmm. pandemic situation india and probably china will continue to be the highest growing economies they might be short term dent so to that extent i think the investor approach towards india and india consumer businesses will remain strong you might see a little bit of a lull in the maybe couple of quarters but i think things will come back so i think that i am not worried about at all in fact if at all indian government takes the opportunity to come on to the world stage especially in manufacturing and infrastructure and create a lot of employment because that's mm-hmm. where you know other country like china have done well and india india takes this opportunity then it might actually accelerate the whole thing because it will create consumption create jobs uh, and create an economy which will you know create opportunity for more investment and growth so i am quite positive about that i think the investment community also will see like that only nak nak thanks for that that was a helpful insight so already i took a lot of time of yours so wrapping up with the last question about uh, what is your current war room survival checklist because generally i know there is a survival checklist where conserve cash cut operations no future investment so but what is gautam's war room survival right checklist? so i you know as i said number one remains uh, engaging with the team on a regular basis i think being in touch is very critical keeping us slow is very very critical mm-hmm. uh planning for post covid situation proactively is also very very important some of these plans will be day one plans some of these plans mm-hmm. will be day 30 plans or maybe quarter two plans after lockdowns so actually this is something which uh, we are working on for example uh paradise never had an own delivery app now hopefully post lockdown the okay. people in hyderabad will see a dedicated delivery app from paradise you can actually be part of the paradise mm-hmm. loyalty program 
and you know earn all the rewards and everything so i'm quite excited with the kind of work which you are doing interesting but yes this is the simple checklist okay. thing plan is the present and plan for the future okay that that, that is that is nicely articulated and very very uh, um, excited to see uh, new things happening and how paradise will also transform into different uh, uh, ways and get uh, technology embedded which can also serve and also make uh, customers happy and feel safe so looking forward for all those exciting updates sure, from you sir absolutely i am also quite excited about that post covid scenario <laughs> great So nice talking to you Gautam. Thank you once again for coming on to podcast and sharing your insights with uh, so our listeners. Thank safe. you very much. I appreciate your time. Thank you so much. Bye. All the best. Bye. Thank you Gautam. Bye.